Spooky and gay, spooky and gay, spooky and gay with Carver and Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi, Carver. Uh, that was a fun time we just had. Yeah, we did. And it was a fun time not watching the movie that we said we were going to watch this week. <laughs> well, if you tried to watch Chainsaw Sally before this episode and could not, same. If you were able to watch it, how? Please. please yeah, please tell us how, because, man, we... I thought I saw, like, a YouTube rental for three bucks. No. No. We tried to go through a couple, like, 26 video YouTube compilations, of which none of them were even clips from Chainsaw (laughs) Sally. There's a whole bunch of stuff of ways to watch the television show. Which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah, same. Uh, But, yeah, no, we... uh... Instead, we watched a different movie. We did. Jay? We watched The Haunting. Hell yeah. Which I've got some... Uh, this is this is a big piece of Jay's uh, movie horror... Becoming? Yeah, though, those, those are all words that apply. <laughs> uh, I remember being... I think I might have watched this within the first couple years it came out. It was like... 1999 or 2000 and I was I was I was little BB I was nine or ten years old and I believe my parents had rented the movie and my sister uh, we, it was it was night and my sister asked if I really wanted to watch this movie because it wasn't gonna be like the other horror media that I was watching it wasn't gonna be like a goosebumps book it wasn't gonna be like are you afraid of the dark this was gonna be really scary and I was scared when she told me that but I decided to, to brave through, and man, did I like this movie when I was 10 years old. <laughs> I had a marvelous time, and I, I think that was kind of a point where I discovered I really like horror movies. Like, I think that this is the kind of thing that I want to keep watching. If Daly told me this is the scariest movie mm-hmm. that I've, I'm, I'm ever going to see, and I thought it was great. I want to watch more of this kind of stuff. Your sister was wrong, though, about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, not not to shade her, but... There's some, like... Like, for 1999, there's some pretty solidly spooky CGI effects. I'm not saying that I would not have been afraid of this movie <laughs> if I saw it when it came out, but I also would have been seven years old. <laughs> so you were watching the other one <laughs> in theaters. And I was scared. I will say... <laughs> here's the thing. There was a mean doctor in that one. Oh, Yeah. Opposed to this one where we just have a criminally negligent doctor? Well, this guy is like a, uh, or I guess there was a criminally negligent (laughs) doctor, but uh, the the bad guy is just capitalism. (laughs) I mean, like, a little bit here, too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, big, big, big capitalists get get evil, have money. I use child labor, and then whenever I like a kid, I take him back to my house and don't let him leave. Yeah, fucking, like, burn him up. Yum yum, burn him up. <laughs> so, Hill House, Hell House, hauntings of ons ha- around. Hauntings that happens in houses. In ha- on houses. Hill houses sometimes, hell houses other times. Man, there's a lot of films that follow one of these more than one fucking story, apparently. Yeah. We're talking about it. Uh, so, originally way back in uh, 1959, uh, a book was written. Shirley Jackson's uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, and in that same year, House on Haunted Hill, I believe, uh, starring our St. Louis's very own Vincent Price, Yay. came out. And they're not the same story. <laughs> and then both of these things have been remade a jillion times. 
Sometimes in the same year, like in 1999. Yeah, uh, it was one of each, kind of, except The Haunting couldn't be used as a remake of the previous Haunting movie because they didn't have the IP, so it was a re- Who Man, this shit gets so fucking confusing. <laughs> and then if you go and watch uh, The Haunting of, of Hill House on Netflix... Of Netflix House, yeah. You're getting a completely different story now as well. Although there is some overlap. There's the characters' names. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I've seen a, a bunch of these different movies, mm-hmm. uh, but this one will always hold a very special place to me. Yeah. This was a first viewing. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I love your attachment to it. Yeah. There, we we had uh, we had so much to talk about during this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's Rose Red. It's Rose <laughs> it's Red. It's Rose Red. It's Rose Red years before it came out. Uh, and I, so I was a huge Rose Red person and pre-podcast in the just watching movies together time, I attempted to show Jay this. Yeah. We made it slightly over halfway through uh, until my VHS copies bummed out. But I got a new copy from Jay for my birthday, Christmas, yeah, for one of those a holiday. Things. Yeah, for, it was for, tight. for gift giving times. I, yeah. I figured that was a, it was a oh, good It was very good. I have not unwrapped it yet because I am worried to ruin it. <laughs> Um, That's what they're there for. Yeah. Use things until they're ruined. Yes. <laughs> um, but in doing a little research after we watched those together, I found out that Stephen King, writer of Rose Red, did the first pass for the haunting script. Yeah, and when he detached from the project at some point, it's apparently pretty confusing whether he was like a producer on this or not. Uh, <laughs> not in the credits. Uh, he went and made Rose Red a couple years later, which is the same movie in five hours. I, and it might just be because Rose Red holds a similar similar place in my heart that it's like, you get psychics, multiple psychics mm-hmm. in Rose Red. You get uh, mommy issues. Uh-huh. I mean, you get mommy issues in this too. We get them in this too. We get a, you get a psychic in this movie for like a minute, and it's like, no, whip, get her out of here. We're done with the psychic bullshit. Oh, uh, it's a it's a delight. I just I love me a haunted house movie. Though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like the, it's it's a it's a great genre. You could do so much with it. This one's got some of the living house elements, which oh, I love mm-hmm. the breathing effects in this. Oh yeah, are great. The house breathing and like looking at you. It's so good. They do a really good job with certain things of where um, paranormal stuff is obviously happening, but the way that they're depicting it to your main character could be like when you see something in your room and you write it off because you know there's a pile of clothes in your chair. Yeah. Like um, there's a big spidery shadow thing. Yeah. But when it gets in place, it goes along the lines of the arches in the room. So you could be like, I'm just seeing the arches in the room. You're like, oh, I'm like, I just woke up from a deep sleep. I'm. Mm. This is why I'm getting tripped out about mm. this. It was very funny. Uh, a long time ago, I was watching Marble Hornets with my partner at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and I just so happened to have a really long uh, coat, uh, like draped over my closet door. Mm-hmm. So every night she would wake up, she thought she saw Slenderman. Oh no! And it's just it's just that sort of thing. It's that it's that easy, easily written off sort of. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the pile of clothes or. Uh, just the darkness taking shape in your room, like exactly. Um, yeah, haunted houses are great. 
Yeah, I uh, I am a big fan of like the ghost genre as well. It's fun. Like ghosts are fun. They don't always follow any particular set of rules. Yeah, a movie I was trying to watch this week um, that I think that you would like if you haven't seen it, but The Frighteners. I have seen The Frighteners. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Yeah. Not super horror. No, it's yeah. a horror comedy. It's a horror comedy. It's got ghosts. Slash detective. It's like a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's like the way the movie Ghost isn't particularly horror movie. No. Ghost's got that kind of like weird kind of blade, not, not blade, like spawn vibes a little bit. Like <sighs> where these like sort of weird semi semi horror films these mm-hmm. like drama with horror elements oh, I yeah. guess is a good way of putting it I mean I would call Spawn like a action it's horror a, it's a comic book movie yeah it is a comic it, book it movie I'm not saying it's not a comic book movie but like Ghost is a Ghost is a Ghost d- is a drama, drama with, with, with romance yeah with ghosts the same way with like Casper's a kids movie with ghosts so I if I were to watch Casper this month I would count it in my 31 for 31 horror uh, movies. Why? I... So... <laughs> I mean, like, it's got ghosts in it, but... The three uncles scared me so bad as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, the scene where Casper's trying to make everybody breakfast, and he's just being yeah. a good, nice kid. Mm-hmm. And they fucking come in there, and they're loud, and they're like, Bleh. they're eating the stuff, and it's all on the ground. Yeah. I still sometimes just think about that room, and I'm like, I don't like it. I mean, like, for me, the scariest part of that movie is when the dad turns into a ghost and suddenly, like, stops... Knowing his daughter. Yeah, that's... That that hits personal notes for me, but, like, it didn't... Last time I watched it, I, like, Mm. it's... But that, that, that's a fucking scary concept. But I think that's the scariest thing in the movie. (laughs) I don't know. (sighs) It's it's a Halloween movie, and I'm counting it. Uh, uh, sure, hey <laughs> listeners, is Casper a horror film? Please, please, please send us your emails. Spookyandgay.carverandjay at gmail.com. Is Casper a horror movie? We'll fight. We'll fight, we'll fight about, about it. it. Yeah, Jay and I are about to fight about yeah, it. Yeah, we're about to. <laughs> the fame's already getting to us. Podcast <laughs> over. Oh gosh, we gained another listener, and so. Oh wow. Yeah, we're up at five. Five listeners. Although some of our episodes have as many as 15 listeners. Holy shit, really? Yeah. That's so many more than I expected. Yeah. I'm like half-heartedly passing it towards my family, but mostly just trying to get friends to listen. (laughs) So if you're listening, thanks. Thanks. We appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying to be a good companion for the spooky month. I know. Normally, I would be loving to do a lot of things that I'm not currently doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's been... Yeah, I, I want to do more spooky stuff. I went to a corn maze this weekend, and it was so crowded, and there was so many people that are not wearing masks, mm. and I I was having a fun time, but it, like I just really had to keep my mask on, because there's people everywhere, and it was also... We had a stupid hot day, and it's like, no, it's been like 60, now it's 80, and I wore jeans like an mm-hmm. idiot. Uh, so I got yelled at by people who weren't wearing a mask because I was wearing a mask that day. That's uh, psychotic. But my new favorite thing to do when people aren't wearing masks in public, and I am wearing a mask in public, is when they get close to me, I go... <coughs> <laughs> and just cough super loudly, and they usually put a mask on if they've got it. Oh man, that's like that's 
That's aggressive. I love it. <laughs> I'm so past being nice about it. I'm j- I, just if I see someone not wearing a mask, I cut a long path around them. Uh, I don't know if this was this week or the previous week, so I don't know if I told you that I uh, almost fought a veteran in the Starbucks. Good. Because <laughs> he came in and all of his veteran stuff, thinking that it would get him out of having to wear a fucking mask yeah and when oh he was asked God. to do it he was like i don't have one it's like we've got one for you and you know, i don't know if you've been into a starbucks recently i try to avoid it yeah they've got the plexis yeah. over there's this much like for listeners there's about a half a foot of a crack where there is no plexi between the workers and this man yeah. and he is sticking his face through, through it, it. Oh. and pulling the mask down to talk to them oh my god and I went up to him and I was like, just so you know, you're being extremely disrespectful to everyone in this building right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Oh, God. I've got, a, I've got a buddy in the Navy right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I got on the phone with him the other day and I was like, hey, sorry, everything's going to suck shit when you're back. Sorry, we totally failed to quash this fucking thing. Maybe stay there if you can. Oh, no, no. That's my last suggestion. It's yeah. so bad. Oh, it's no. It's so bad. He's been there for six years. I'm so ready for him to be home. Is it, like, a bad place to be, or is it just the military? It's, like, I'm assuming that, in general, being in the military sucks shit. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of great things about it. I know more if it's, like, a good country <laughs> to oh, be in currently. Uh, uh, no, I, I think San Diego is, is the country oh, he's in good. right now. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's mostly, like, either on a boat or... Um, in the states, but mm. yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, heck a yeah! Little, 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 little birthday present for me popped up in February. Oh, oh. very nice. Yeah, I feel good for anyone who's getting out of the military right now. Cause oh, dear God, really? I mean, like, yeah, the shit's stressful, but hey, welcome back, fucking Mask Central. Nobody's cool. <laughs> Nobody's acting good. Yeah, but you know who's not like directly in charge of you anymore? I guess. <laughs> I fucking guess it's just. <laughs> 2020 anxiety here we are again we'll all be ghosts soon enough <laughs> that's Man, 2020's catch line right I was there listening, I was listening to another another podcast and I'll, I'll, I was listening to a very popular podcast Bam Bam mm-hmm. and then they said something that I thought was so fucking funny if you take pick any week in 2020 and drop it into another year that would be the worst week of the year <laughs> so far Oh. But it's just like all standard shit. Yeah. Fucking Van Halen died. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. I didn't know. Hey, Van Halen died. Sorry. No, no idea. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Had no idea about that. Nope. Uh, God. I can't. I am like so traumatized by 2020 at this point that, like, you know, when you're in a bad relationship and you just, like, oh, well, that sucked, but. What am I gonna do about it? Well, so like, oh, this is this is this is the the way we live, you know. Yeah, you know. Nothing can be done, <laughs> and that's how I feel about twenty twenty yeah, right now. That's how I feel about America. Oh God. Oh. Uh, oh, so horror movies. Horror movies. So much more fun than real life. Uh, way less scary. Way less scary. Do you remember in nineteen ninety nine when things were still bad, but. There wasn't a virus. Yeah, and fucking Mark McGuire just kicked ass the previous year, and then <laughs> I got his book, and I was like, I'm not going to read this. I don't care about sports, but it's cool <laughs> that the team in the city I live in did a good 70 home run thing, I guess. Yeah, and he only had to do so many steroids to make it happen. Yeah, but I, I was so defensive about it, because when whoever, Barry Bonds or whatever, like, 
beat his record and they're like he did have cork in his bat and that's like not super technically illegal yet and i was like ah fuck him mark mcguire <laughs> he's a guy in my city and that's what's important or is he i don't know baseball teams buy people from other cities it's a weird system this is the extent i know about sports the end i hope you liked my summer report uh, <laughs> uh well well 1999 1999 beautiful year simpler time pre 9-11 pre george w bush presidency yeah hw Eh, post but yes we're between we're we're between the bush administrations Uh, we had a, a cool, adulterous wait, saxophone playing. Wait, hold up. Yeah, I can't math. 2000 was the election. Yes. Certainly. Yeah, we had Bill fucking, Bill fucking Clinton, and he did his shit. He left us with a surplus, which, you know, you think it'd be a thing that Republicans cared about, but mm, no. He did all sorts of bad shit, but... Yeah. We can every every president is a war criminal and terrible. <laughs> but he did allow for this movie to come out. And he did send me a picture of his cat when I wrote him. Oh wow. Right around this age. And that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You were I, writing letters to the president. I wrote letters to Clinton and to Bush and then I was I think like too old to kinda wanna do it anymore. I think that that it might be the most one percent story you've ever told me. No. <laughs> like, Didn't you in fourth grade have to like write a letter to a movie star or something? No, uh, no. Harrison Ford never wrote me back. <laughs> I I understand though. I get it. <laughs> a lot of other kids went for smaller celebrities. They got a letter back. No, uh, we had to write letters to members of our community. Oh man, we no. Gave... Oof, yeah, no. One percenter. I don't like knowing my community. <laughs> no, I I wrote a letter to the candy shop lady who. Uh, always rounded my money up because I didn't understand how tax worked. <laughs> and she did write me a letter back and she gave me one pound of my favorite gummy bears. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know your name. You were always candy store lady. If but... it was a member of the community, it probably would have been the crossing guard at my elementary school. Hell yeah. Uh, when, when I was in Boy Scouts, we always, uh, we would buy a whole, a whole fucking truckload of Gus's pretzels and then we would sell them for a dollar at the school, except we'd always take a couple over to the crossing guard guy. Because, like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, he deserves them. Yeah, we, we appreciate the work you do here. He's protecting them, them kitties. Them, yeah, well, us, us kitties of, of many ages. <laughs> I was, like, kindergarten through sixth grade. Fucking steaker. <laughs> uh, so what else uh, were you watching in 1999. Uh, I mean, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Rock is Modern Life, Angry... Pretty much the whole Nickelodeon lineup. I don't Same. think Spongebob existed yet. Mm-mm, 2000. Good. It was on its way. I didn't like Spongebob when it came on. I thought it was getting rid of the better shows. Uh, which is just a little me being a little nostalgic <laughs> turd. Uh, yeah, mostly uh, pretty much whole Nickelodeon lineup. I was watching Buffy. I was watching Xena. Um... Yeah, I think those are pretty much the only two, like, mm-hmm. non-animated shows I would watch until I was 23. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a good time. I think I watched the Sailor Moon movie over at Tom Stevenson's house. Nice. One of the Sailor Moon movies. The one with, like, the Piper with the... Oh, I have no recollection of anything that's uh, happened in those 
Too bad. I remember playing as them more than I remember the story at all. What did you play as the Sailor Moon Scouts? And they have, I didn't know they had video games. No, we just pretended. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I was, I certainly pretended to be Pokemon um, at recess. I remember we were all like, we all pretended to be like, oh God, what was it? It was like planetary Pokemon. (laughs) And I was Saturn Slash. I had a friend who is Marzard and I can't remember what Tom was. This is not going to be surprising to you whatsoever. (sighs) Hit me. But all of my friends always made me play as Tuxedo Mask. I mean, (laughs) I love Tuxedo Mask. (laughs) It's not, I almost named my cat that. I still think Tuxedo Mask would be a very good name for my Tuxedo Cat. Yeah. Um, But... It was very much the same way I was always made to play the dad when we played house. <laughs> they were very much like, mm, we don't feel like you're also a girl. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and play that more masculine character? You said playing house and I immediately went to like the medical TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the dad who's lying about having sex with his daughter because that's the only way he, she can have this disease. No wait, that's not right. <laughs> You just went in and accused that dad of being a, a fucking pedophile. Uh, no, I just oh, I carried a cane and pretended to have a drug addiction. <laughs> pretended? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so simpler time. Simpler time. Simpler uh, measures. A time when the exact same movie title could come out twice in one year. Um, and one could have Owen Wilson in it. And one could have Owen Wilson in it. Uh... And that's the one we watched today. That's the one we watched today. Did we mention our wow count so far? Because I think you should let them know about the wow count. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Owen Wilson uh, is renowned for saying this one particular word. It's why we know him. Yeah. uh, So, I think, God, I I guess my new phone probably didn't update, but my old phone, the uh, text notification was Owen Wilson going, Wow. <laughs> I really prided myself on that impression. I've I've let it slip in the last few years, but uh, Owen Wilson uh, said "Wow" only four times in this movie. Three times in his first in interaction. His, in his opening scene, in less than two minutes, it was. Oh, I was really hoping for bigger numbers, but he didn't end up. I don't know, <laughs> having a lot to do. Which is really insane because the things on the latter half of the movie are way more awe-striking. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, here's these two girls here. Wow. Oh, Theo. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. (laughs) This girl said the word sex. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so I guess we could go over our characters real quick. We don't have a very large cast of them. Yeah, it pretends like there's going to be a larger cast. We get Nell's uh, shitty family who's there for the first scene and then it's gone forever. Yeah. So we won't mention their names because by fuck, we didn't learn them. No. Uh, we have Dr. Marrow, mm-hmm. who is Liam Neeson. Uh, and he meets a couple people who aren't also aren't going to be there for more than one scene. Uh, we have Owen Wilson. Uh, whose name is Owen Wilson, and is he Luke? Luke. He's Luke. He's Luke. He's the Luke character. Which is fun, because there's a lot of Darth Vader breathing in this movie. No. Uh, And then we have Theo, who is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Theo is pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, She's no Haunting of Hill House. She's not, but she's a proto. Yeah. I'm not sure if we could have Haunting of Hill House, Theo, without Haunting Theo. I think she might be the first, uh, like, canonically lesbianic version. Is that <laughs> how you say it? That's my favorite Daft Punk song. Lesbianic. 
Let's be honest with you. Um, I'm not let's quite be, sure that's a word. Let's be honest for a moment. Huh? <laughs> Uh, but I think she's like the first canon lesbian Theo, which obviously she's bi. Is she bi? Did she she's say like she's about like boys? yeah, she's like my boyfriend didn't care if I left, but my girlfriend did. Oh yeah. So I think that she's definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's definitely intended for her to be that way. Although as far as who she's crushing on in the movie, it's fucking hell. But who the fuck would crush on Owen Wilson? Right. Well, that is he's, one thing. He's also terrible in this movie. Every man in this movie looks like they got hit in the face with a shovel. <laughs> That's I, great. I've never understood the appeal of Owen Wilson. Uh, I don't think he's hot. He's not very attractive. He's not a very good actor. And I don't know how he keeps getting parts. Is he a Scientologist? Um, I don't know. I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think he does, like... When has he done a good acting? I'm not... Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm like... He's, he, gets, he gets parts. He, he, he gets parts. He that's true. Like that's gets... my problem. <laughs> uh, I feel like I enjoyed his performance in Zoolander. It, he is fun in Zoolander. He's fun in Zoolander. He is fun in Zoolander. Even being put on the spot, I was able to pull Zoolander. I mean, I guess... I guess you got me there. Um... I approve of his performance in that one movie. He's kind of fun in the Night Museum movies. I don't like those movies. That's too bad. Yeah. I won't. I won't say they're very good, but I will say that I do enjoy those movies. I just don't. I, those, those are some horror movies. <laughs> Talking about shit coming alive at night in a museum. That's 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 a horror concept. <laughs> a real Brennan Stiller horror flick. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, so I guess you get a little bit of an introduction to Nell in the beginning. Um, her mother has recently passed, who she's been taking care of. For like 11 years, I think yeah. she brings up. It's huge. A very long time. And someone was given the right to to her Estate, assets. yeah. Yeah. And decided it, to kick Nell out and sell their home. Well, it's like her, God, it's either her sister and her brother-in-law mm. or her, I think, I think the guy is her brother-in-law. Yeah. He's very fucking, he's a very big asshole. They, they're, they're in her apartment with this kid and they're like, we left you the car because we know how much you loved it. And she's, Nell's like, you're giving me a 20 year old car and you're kicking me out of my house. Meanwhile, there's shitty little kids like playing fucking cars on a table covered in figurines and he knocks off this like figurine which is this like humanoid cat with a knife nice it's a weird figurine i (laughs) I took note of it it's fucking like (laughs) the decoration is just weird and wild and and she kicks him out i think set design was a bit more like stylish not i think that movies coming out today definitely have a style to their set design Mm -hmm. But they try to keep it a bit more grounded. Yeah. Where in the 90s, they were like, go Wild home. And fucking... Go big, go home, baby. Yeah, no. And they went big. This is very much old lady house. Mm-hmm. And Nell goes into the bedroom where obviously her mother had been. And there's some wispy sound effects. The curtains blow around and she gets a phone call that uh, directs her to look into a newspaper where mm-hmm. she finds an advertisement to sign up for a sleep study for nine hundred dollars a week in nineteen ninety nine money, I almost called the number immediately. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so much! Oh yeah, just like one small thing to to catch in this scene is that she takes a necklace that was hanging from her mother's dress mm-hmm. or uh, hanging from her mother's bed, bed yeah. and uh, puts it on. And then the next thing you know, she's 
banging on the chain at a uh, Hill House. Uh, well, no, it, it zips over to, to Liam Neeson for a uh, moment. Sub- uh, yeah, so uh, he's like trying. He's talking to his assist, supervisor. Assist. He's talking to. I think. Is it is it Mary in this scene? Oh yeah. I think it's Mary in this scene. Who fucking knows? He's talking about the, how this fear experiment that he wants to do on people, and everyone's calling him out, being like, "Hey, this is you. You're 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 dressing it up as an insomnia experiment, which is deeply unethical." And he's like, "Well, if I get people who know they're in the experiment, it's not going to work the same way." And he's pitching it to his boss, who doesn't seem that invested, but apparently still lets him do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we this is uh, this is our introduction to Liam Neeson's character, who is a deeply unethical doctor. And it is just another mirror for what will end up in the movie Rose Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so now uh, Nell is driving to uh, the house. Mm-hmm. And humming to herself in a quiet car like a psychopath. <laughs> um, she gets up to the gate, which is locked with a chain. Uh, and a caretaker pops up on the other side. He's like, who are you? What are you doing here? And it's like, oh, I guess nobody told this guy there's going to be people in this house for the next week. I don't even think you see his whole face until the end of the movie. Yeah, he's 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 kind of a, a hostile wackadoo. He's definitely got that <laughs> shovel, shovel fash, smash face look. And she asks him why there's so many chains. And there's just one. It's wrapped around a whole bunch of times, but there's just a single chain. Some people feel more comfortable when there's a lock between... Uh, yeah, between them and other... <laughs> I don't know, he says some dumb cryptic shit. It's very funny that <laughs> he and his wife are both like next to openly hostile with everyone <laughs> in the house. Uh, so she goes into the house and fuck, this set kicks ass. It's so good. Oh, yeah. He, it's huge. It's, it, it is enormous. Like, we had to look up afterwards, like, is this a real fucking place or did they build a f- this colossal set uh, to which we discovered this is the biggest set ever built. Yeah. Well, at the time of the IMDb trivia, at least. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. It makes sense, though. It's awesome, though. There's all these big fucking... There's statues everywhere. Every mm-hmm. fucking nook or cranny that could possibly have a weird baby head or a griffin <laughs> or, like, a fucking weird angel thing. Every, it's decked everywhere. This movie is experiencing maximism. It has never heard of minimalism in its life. Oh, fuck, no. Every fucking... Like, there's every pillar of which are shitloads have, like, intricate carvings on them. It's nuts. This is the fucking coolest set. I would mm-hmm. fucking kill someone to be able to fucking play around this place. Oh, yeah. To take a tour, to do like a murder mystery here. This is the coolest set of mm-hmm. any film we've watched so far. Yes, or absolutely. probably will watch for a while. It's There's this fucking crazy hallway that's filled with water with these little like book steps that you have oh, to yeah. jump through it. There's a crazy spinning around room covered in mirrors that plays uh, like... So little... Weird music off of... A, ancient machinery it's like damn this house is so fucking cool Mm -hmm. so she runs into the uh, she runs into the other caretaker uh who is the 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 one's wife the the, the dudleys Mm -hmm. who's also pretty much just openly hostile um and uh we she takes her up to the bedroom in which we get to pass the big portrait of the guy who built the house his big vigo portrait and damn he's got some powerful mutton chops he just has, like, the angriest face. He's just big and imposing and angry. It's like, 
This is the portrait? I was gonna say, do you think he paid that painter? Or do you think the painter got done? He was like, ah, yes, this is what I was hoping <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, oh, of course. I look like the biggest <laughs> asshole ever. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. Um, so, yeah, um, Mrs. Dudley shows Nell to her room, which, man, there's a lot of fucking baby heads in here. Like, the highest percentage of baby face to room. It's nuts. There's uh, in her uh, bedroom fireplace, which of course we all have a fireplace in our bedroom. I'm, I'm looking over at Carver's right now, which I see only has a scant six baby heads on it. Carver, yeah. what are you doing? You got to get those numbers up. <laughs> you know, I'm just a, a meager retail employee <laughs> and can only afford my six baby faces over D- my fireplace. Disgraceful. Uh, I, believe, <laughs> no, I think I got the account as 11. Uh, in Nell's room, the the bed has another five. It's like, it's too much. And uh, Mrs. Dudley is giving her this speech about how uh, the caretakers leave the leave at night. They wouldn't want to be here. No one will live closer than the town. And she's so mean about it. <laughs> in the night, in the dark. In the dark. Uh, it's fucking great. <laughs> no one will hear you. Oh, it's fucking great. Oh, uh, yes. And then I believe Theo shows up. Yes. Yeah, it's because it's just them for a bit. Uh, and Theo Big Gay. Theo Big Gay. Theo Big Gay. From like, and she's femme. She is Theo Big Femme Gay energy big femme immediately mm-hmm. uh, walks in. I promise I'm not an overpacker. Having people carry things for me is just a cheap way of making new friends. I like Theo. <laughs> I like Theo too. I think she... And Nell are the only characters that I gave a single shit about. That develop an actual relationship. I don't even... I mean, yes, they develop a relationship. I thought you were going to say developed. And I was like, I don't know if Theo developed as a character throughout no, 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 this. No, no, no. Between the, the, the yes. two of them, those are the only characters that formed any bonds whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Nobody else really did anything. Uh, but it's uh, like... As soon as as soon as the caretaker starts making the speech to Theo, I'm like, God, I hope she gives the entire speech again, and she does. <laughs> and Nell starts playing around with it. Nell starts finishing some of the like really goofy, ominous lines, which I feel like lampshades it so well. It's yeah. so funny that she's doing this. Oh yeah, and I think that sort of flushes out Nell's character too, because it's like, oh, she comes off as this really sweet, meager girl, but she's still gonna like have fun. Yeah, Mousy is. They're really going for Mousy with with Nell so much. Uh, So Theo starts changing, and Nell stares at her tits for a second before turning around. Um, And It's a POV shot. It is a shot from Mm -hmm. Nell's perspective at Theo's tits, which... Which? Gay. Just, yeah. Gay. We're we're just saying. Gay? The spooky comes later, but the gay comes now. (laughs) Um, And... There's kind of a little uncomfortable scene a second later after Theo does establish that she had a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Theo goes to pull a hair, hair off of but she kind of lunges at her. Like, I think it was written to be kind of a little gay panic. Yeah, it was definitely uh, now, like, jumped yeah, back. Recoiled. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, that doesn't really happen again. I think yeah. this is, there's another, Theo kind of awkwardly hits on Nell a few times, and it's always a little uncomfortable, just because it's not, I don't know, I don't, they could have portrayed it way better. Nell's not enthusiastic about being hit on. Yes. But, you know, no one is ever enthusiastic when Owen Wilson is hitting on them in this oh, movie either. God, so. right, yeah, no. Um... But from, from then on, I think they really start developing more of a friendship. Mm-hmm. And they're just going on the tour through this house. And fuck, it's so good. It is really it's nice. It's so good. There's these long hallways with these arched 
like uh, supports in them with these big crazy doors and there's just fucking shit everywhere and they're mm-hmm. just like it's it's great uh and they're just going through and showing all sorts of cool foreshadowing things mm-hmm. that are gonna pop up later they come by these big spooky doors where there's demons holding babies in purgatory and uh it's it's fucking great yeah and I think, like, not much happens between this and then when they bump into the rest of the group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Owen Wilson wows twice in his mm-hmm. is scene immediately. And uh, Dr. Marrow introduces two other characters who I think are Todd and Mary. Todd is there for some purpose. Mary's there for some purpose. Doesn't matter. They're going to be gone in the next scene. Yes. So they, I think they all have dinner. dinner. And, like, Theo continues to endear herself to us as she's going around mm-hmm. pouring everyone wine. Yeah. And they're talking to each other about how they're ins- insomniacs. Owen Wilson is insufferable. He is so annoying. He's so, like, well, actually. He's so, like, oh, yeah, I know why you're here. It's because you're a nutcase, just like the rest of us. What type of character do you think Owen Wilson is trying to portray? I think he's trying to be endearing. Really? Because I was like, this guy is the nerd. Like, to me, if we're yeah. sticking with oh, a rose-red, like, pair, mm-hmm. parallel, he is... He's a nerd. He is the, like... Because he's, like, diagnosing them and stuff. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no. No, I, I think you got this thing going on. And Theo, and Theo's like, no. No one fucking asked do, you. Do not say this to me. I will stab you. And it's like, yeah, Theo, go, my girl, <laughs> good, yeah. Um, so... Uh, Dr. Marrow establishes that only he has a phone, which will come up only later when it crashes into the ground <laughs> and is gone, and they never use it at any point, and there's never really any call to use it. Uh, I don't think he even acknowledges when it, it's gone. Mm-mm. I don't know. The phone could have left the movie entirely, and nobody would have noticed. No. And they're like, oh god, what was it? Uh, he's like, only. I mean, I, I guess it's because he was staying in the house with him, but it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was goofy. Um. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's actually a pretty smooth movement to the exposition. Yeah. Because uh, Dr. Mara's talking to them, and Nell asks about the history of the house. Like, oh, who built this house? He's like, oh, that's actually a funny story. Uh, 130 years ago, there was a man named Dr. Crane, and he only had one desire to see his house filled with the laughter of children. So he married a wife, but they couldn't have any kids, and she died, and he was a recluse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you sometimes they still heard children at the house at nights, and it's like ooh. <laughs> uh, and Mary, uh, who this will be her last thing she does, who's been playing the harpsichord for a minute, is going around being like, "No, I feel it. There's more to this story." <laughs> uh, like kind of like wandering around, and a string loops, uh, listens on the harpsichord, and then she's touching things and saying, oh, "There's a story here." She touches the harpsichord, and the string snaps and whips her right in the fucking face. Yeah, that did not look like it felt good. <laughs> yeah, and she's like. There's this, like, I don't know. I feel like her acting after she got hurt was really good. Yeah, like she's like She's, like, partly shocked. She's, like, shaking and, like, partly crying a bit. And Nell's, like, putting a shot glass over her eye to keep blood out of it, which I guess is a good idea, but just seems like a really goofy thing. (laughs) Uh, And Todd takes her away, and that's the end of their involvement. They will never show up or be mentioned again. Yes. Which, like, here's a question. Was Mary there to do that to contribute to Dr. Marrow's study? I think that she was. I think that that was definitely, like, uh, scripted. I do but not she... think the eye thing was supposed to Oh, goodness, to no. That was supernatural. Because you saw the string loose, un- mm. un- uh, unwinding itself mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, she also, at the beginning of the movie, when Marrow was talking to her, is a psychic. Yeah. She is supposed to be a psychic. So I'm not sure if she was 
buying in because she also was like hey you're doing unethical don't yeah i don't fully get her role in this but doesn't matter she's gone yeah she may be <laughs> fucking dead I think it does sort of set up the theme for the rest of the movie of, like, is this Dr. Marrow or is this the house? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, and, oh, goodness gracious, Owen Wilson is talking to Dr. Marrow outside, who just, who tells, oh, yeah, the wife, actually, she didn't die. She commits suicide, but don't tell anybody that. <laughs> so he immediately goes in and tells everybody that. Um... <laughs> He's so fucking... He's so insufferable. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, and after he does this, and he fucking well actually is a couple times, uh, we go to Dr. Marrow, who's in bed, and doing... He's got a little recorder with him. Um, and he's like, uh, I told Owen Wilson this thing, which I know he's going to tell everyone else because he's an insufferable asshole. <laughs> uh, the, the test is going along as planned, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And it is, like, another time where Owen Wilson is like, hi, ladies, you like having me around, and they're both like, get the fuck away from us. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Which is the majority of his interactions. Um, so, yeah, Theo fires a couple little weird pickup lines at Nell, and they're not landing. That's fine. Um, and Nell tries to go to sleep, and pounding on the walls wakes her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is... Oh, yeah. It's just, uh, she does say, I'm coming, Mom. Mom, I'm coming. Yeah. When everybody's kind of talking about their insomnia earlier, uh, everyone else is like, oh, I've got such a busy, crazy life. My head's so full. And I was like, I didn't. Like, I've had this very consistent life where every night I would wake up because my mom was pounding on a wall with a cane. So I would go and get up. And now the now it's the silence that is keeping me up mm-hmm. is sort of the anticipation of that uh, so I thought that was kind of a cool thing that she that's what she got up for yeah um, and I think she starts hearing Theo calling for her um, I think first she hears the like banging mm-hmm. and then once it stops she hears Theo calling for her in the other room and yeah. runs through which just like last episode the power of lesbian love mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and then it's just two girls in bed together it's getting steamy well it's not getting steamy they're cold so their breath is starting to steam but you know you know, you know where this is going <laughs> um and it's banging and it's spooky and the doors are shaking and they're running around locking the doors and owen wilson eventually shows up and he's banging at the other doors like is everything all right in there <laughs> uh and he's like he's like oh the only thing i heard was uh, theo yelling for me which he wasn't as she definitely says, I would not be calling for you. And she, she goes from being scared to being just so done with him in a second. <laughs> Very fucking good. I wonder if they disliked him on the set of this movie. <laughs> because it really felt like they did. It's, uh, she, she acts it great. Which, like, th- this fires a few questions. Was this the house doing it? Was it Dr. Mara doing it? Is that what Owen Wilson heard? It doesn't really explore these things, and I'm curious. I think it's the house. Yeah. Um, given a little bit of information we get later <clears throat> on regarding that phone call, mm-hmm. um, I definitely think the house is already like using people's voices. Yeah. Which, but I didn't use Theo's voice for Nell. That was just Theo. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's. I don't think they had to. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the men explain away everything. Uh, oh, was it like oh, these pipes? Did, did it sound like this? And he like fucking turns on the water in the kitchen. The whole house starts groaning. And Theo's like, yeah, I guess I took a bath earlier. And <laughs> Dr. Marrow fucking buys into this too. And it's just like, okay, yeah, the men have all the answers. Cool. Yeah. Everybody go back to bed. <laughs> Let's spend half of this movie gaslighting. And, and then when... <laughs> When the gas fucking explodes. (laughs) Oh, it's pretty fucking good. Oh, yes. So Nell goes back to bed. And uh, our curtains are blowing around. Mm -hmm. uh, And there's like a... There's like a crazy thing moving in the curtains mm-hmm. and the curtain blows onto the bed. And then the crazy <laughs> shape of a person's like swimming up her bed. And uh, she like opens her eyes and there's a kid face in the pillow. And she's like, and the kid the kid face is like, well, like, find this Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Some, some dumb kid shit. Who cares? It's a fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a creepy kid in her pillow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I don't think I think that's pretty much the end of that scene yeah I, it's I kind of the end of that evening we move on to Owen Wilson continuing to try to hit on Theo as Theo is giving him every sign to stop she literally could not give a fuck she is repulsed yeah by him uh and so I think they go to the fireplace they do they go to the fireplace the next day oh is Ellen Eleanor sees crazy shit in the fireplace right I think first they're given like their packets. Oh yeah, they're doing like little mazes and kid shit, and it's yeah. kind of fun. I think those packets look like fun. I wish yeah. I got to do those. And she and Owen Wilson are talking, and Owen Wilson is like, "You, this is why you didn't see what you thought you oh, saw." Yeah, no, uh... <laughs> oh, That's that right. Theo! Did you see what she had on yesterday? Oh yeah, and she's like, "Oh, did you see what she had on today?" <laughs> and I was like into it. I don't know. Yeah. They're not, not going to get together, but I wish they did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as Owen Wilson leaves... Oh, yeah. Then uh, the fireplace chains start... There's like... Okay, so this fireplace, you could fit a Chevy into it. It's huge. Yes. It is the biggest fireplace. It's got these uh, like sort of hanging metal chains that form a curtain in front of it. And then you can you can fit a Chevy into it. It's, it's the size of a parking spot. It's a great place for a funeral pyre, I would say. Oh, wow. A foreshadowing fireplace. Um, but, yeah, the chains rattle, and I think something moves her hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I like that as an effect. I think yeah. that's just good. Uh, and a crazy lion's head starts, like, rattling through it, and she mm-hmm. screams and runs away. Um, and everybody comes to her and is like, what's hey what's going on and they're they're looking around the fireplace uh, and they like open up underneath it and there's just a whole fucking bunch of ashes which one of these groundkeepers even fucking paid for <laughs> like th- like of of this enormous fucking thing of ashes it's like those are hundred year lashes you never fucking thought to clean that <laughs> and the front gates are so fucking covered in dead vines like what the fuck are they doing <laughs> Making dinner by six o'clock. Oh, yeah, fuck. Uh, but, like, you know, when Eleanor stumbles into this, like, fucking hundred-year-old study, they fucking change the light bulb in it, but they didn't dust <laughs> off the fucking book. I don't know what they're fucking paying the Dudleys for, just to be weird and cryptic. <laughs> but You uh, know, your family doesn't have uh, just some people to be weird and cryptic on their property? Yeah, like, once a month. <laughs> I can't... It's, it's hard to afford uh, that much more often than that. <laughs> but they, they, they poke around the ashes underneath, and then a big lion's head swings nearly hitting Owen Wilson yeah uh, and it's uh, it's like is that what you saw and she's like no and it's like 
what she saw though like the, she the, she saw the chains moving by themselves but the thing that was crashing through it was the lion's head yeah. <laughs> and she's like oh it's the flu that you use to open the uh the chimney chimney vents i don't know what they're called i think it's called a flu yeah and it's like that's a little big it's the size of a real lion. It's a little bigger than a real lion. Oh, it's lion's certainly head. larger than a real lion's head. It's like a wrecking ball of <laughs> lion head. It's great. It's going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> and so at this point, everyone kind of feels like Nell is losing it. Uh, which is compounded when they look up the stairs to see uh, the painting of Crane and all sorts of shit around it uh, defaced with the words, Welcome home, Eleanor. And she's pissed. She is like, do you do this? Do you do this? Who did this? And everybody gets very mad at each other. Theo blames uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson blames Theo. Nell blames Theo. Theo blames Nell. I hate to see. I hate to see Mm -hmm. them fighting. Um, But everyone gets very, very, very mad. Um, And Dr. Marrow goes off to talk to Eleanor. Mm -hmm. Who, uh, they go to the greenhouse, which the greenhouse mm-hmm. the greenhouse it's lovely. Is very good it's just like three story fucking greenhouse it's got this huge double spiral staircase that leads to this this uh like catwalk up top it's got this baller fountain of like oh, yeah. fucking crane taking a bath barfing out water with like uh his wife at the other end like surrounded by children carved in stone <laughs> god there's so many fucking statues in this movie and they're all so good <laughs> We could do a podcast just on the statues alone. Oh, it's so good. I love them. And mostly Nell is just like, my whole life uh, I wanted an adventure, but I thought it would never happen to me. Yeah. And she uses this great line where she says, I can be a victim or I can be a volunteer and I'm going to be a volunteer every time. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's such a cool... Outlook to take. Yeah. I think it's a way that you could see her um, her relationship with her mother as well. If she could have been a victim stuck at home caring for a parent that didn't appreciate her, or she could be a volunteer sacrificing that time willingly yeah. and not internalizing the feelings she had towards her mother. That, like, because nobody else did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, her, her sister was completely uninvolved. Yeah. Fuck, her, fuck Eleanor's family. <laughs> uh, so we jumped to nights, uh, and the... The, the welcome home owner has been scrubbed off, but with Crane's face getting scrubbed off, now there's a spooky skull. <laughs> and I'd say this is the night where things start to get pretty pretty intense. Yeah, pretty fucking paranormal. Uh, Elder wakes up and sees a bunch of bloody footprints uh, leading to a... Uh, she just follows him. She's, she's, yeah. she's volunteering. She's not a victim here. <laughs> this is her fucking story now, and I'm like so fucking into it. Uh, and it leads her to a fuck yeah secret bookshelf passage that takes her behind the wall to a spiral staircase down to a secret study <laughs> with a new light bulb in the lamp for some reason. <laughs> it's like, did he have electricity back then even? I mean, he was rich, probably. I just, I don't know exactly when that was a thing. Yeah, it's like, that's like... Eight, I went to public school. That's, yeah, same. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. 1800 somewhere in that motherfucker. I'm, I'm willing to bet he had electricity. Yeah. Back then. But I'm, it's the light bulb does seem super fucking new. Uh, and she finds this ledger that is coated in dust next to this newly changed light bulb, which, once again, Dudley's, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and she's going through this ledger of the textile mills that uh, 
I don't want to say Dr. Crane, but he's not the Scarecrow from Batman. No. Uh, that Hugh... Is it, is it Hugh Crane? Hugh Crane. Hugh Crane. <laughs> what a fucking idiot name. <laughs> uh, if your name's Hugh Crane, I'm sorry, but there's a very light, small chance, because there's at most 15 of you. Uh, <laughs> Every last one of them is our listener. <laughs> no! Our listener is an entirely Hugh Crane audience. <laughs> uh, that only the child, <laughs> child workers... <laughs> Yes, just his children laborers. Just, just the just the workers for him that are aged between ten and thirteen are uh, crossed off. Yeah, stricken in two incredibly straight, beautiful lines. Mm-hmm. He had such a steady hand, <laughs> but you have to as a textile magnate. I mean, come on. And basically, Eleanor's like, "Oh, he was killing them." Yeah, he's like, "Why are only the kids here?" And she's like, "Oh, dang." Um, and at this point, I asked, does Nell actually have trouble sleeping? Because most of the spooky shit that happens to her happens to her when she's already asleep. Yeah. Why is she in an insomnia study? <laughs> like, Owen Wilson's, like, going around the walls throwing baseballs. Theo's doing fucking whatever. I don't know. But it's also a three-person study. Like, that's, yeah. That's also... That's a small test group. Fucking right. Um, so she goes back to her room... After trying to talk to Theo about this, and she's starting to sound kind of fucking crazy. She's telling Theo how she followed the blood, little footprints in the blood that led her to this, to this, this, this secret room where she found this book. Uh, yeah, her her sounding crazy is not going to stop. It's, oh, just, no. it's going to get so much worse. Uh, so she goes to brush her hair in her room, and uh, something keeps happening. Her hair keeps like. Getting divided and twisted up, and it twists up and like tucks her behind her ear, and she freaks out and looks up at the portrait of uh, Crane's wife, and it's the same braid that she had. <laughs> uh, I think she goes to tell Theo now, or I feel like it cuts the next day. At this oh point, yeah, uh, where Eleanor is in sort of the foyer, and she goes over to the dining room where uh, Doctor Mara's recorder is, and she plays it, and he's. Dr. Mary, who at this point has pretty much only been invested in, in Eleanor, which oh, I also yeah. think is very funny, uh, is talking about how she is really deluded and having all these crazy things happening to her. Uh, and it cuts over to the greenhouse where Owen Wilson figured it out. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think it's one of those studies where I'm, shit, I'm slipping into Nick Cage. Wow, wow, wow. I think it's one of those studies where they... Uh, where they're, 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 they say it's for one thing, but they're testing for another. And Theo's, like, almost believing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Nell fucking pops in four times crazier than before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and is just, like, talking about the dead children and how they wanted to find this. And I think she looks up and sees the wife hanging from the catwalk. Mm-hmm. And she's like... She's, like, screaming and pointing at it, and they're looking up, and they're not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. And she runs away. Uh, gibbering. I think gibbering is the right word for yeah. at this point. She is <laughs> losing it. Uh, so she, like, runs back down to the study and, like, is flipping through these books. And she finds this great, <laughs> this great book full of photos of Crane, and he apparently had a second wife. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, she's doing this... It's doing a flip book thing. Where, like, the crane looks 
dumb and goofy with his crazy fucking mutton chops and eventually just goes over the wife who points towards the um, fireplace. fireplace and find them find them Eleanor and she says that it's like you don't need to say that that's mm-hmm. okay there's a lot of whispery effects it, it blends in with the, with the rest of it with, but you know it could have just been a point to the fireplace yeah <laughs> uh, Eleanor runs over there grabs the giant poking stick digs around and what's in the ash hole Bones. Kid bones. It's <laughs> full of kid bones. What are these caretakers doing? <laughs> uh, and so she's obviously freaked out. She's poking around in it. She finds a skull and then jumps <laughs> <in there. laughs> Jumps up at her. It's very funny. Uh, and now she is just extremely stricken. Everyone is like trying to comfort her. She's like, he's getting a second wife and he, and he did this and he, and he killed the children. The children are trapped and he's keeping them there. And Marrow outs himself. He's like, okay, study over. We're done. This is all bullshit. I made up all that fucking shit. None of it is real. I'm so sorry. We can't. This, we're, we're getting you out of here as soon as yeah. we can. We, we can't do it until the morning though. And Owen Wilson's like, yeah, what? So we can, uh, so you can take a couple more notes on her? He's fucking pissed. Yeah. Theo's fucking pissed. She's like, digging into him and he kind of fucking claps back at Theo and she, she's like what I'm doing here is helping people and I'm like not these people though and she yeah. fucking slaps him in the face fuck yeah Theo <laughs> eat shit doc- like Dr. Liam Neeson you fucking unethical fuck and so they they put Nell to bed and mm-hmm. they chat they argue a bit more and chat about who's gonna stay and watch over uh, I think our, that comes later oh really cause we have a little bit more first uh, Theo puts her to bed and says, "Good night. I'll go get you oh, some tea." Yeah. Which, like, is she going? You think is she going to sleep? Or you, I mean, they're insomniac, so I guess. Uh, and the spooky, uh, a big spooky octopus comes into the room. Mm-hmm. I say that it's a big shadow with a whole bunch of fucking tendrils coming off of it. Spooky octopus. I got you. Yeah, and this is the kind of part we talked about, like your pile of clothes looking like a scary mm-hmm. thing. It goes over to this. Um, area across from the bed which is these two arches with these like stained glass windows with big circles in it and it they fucking turn into big fucking bloodshot eyes and this effect looks so fucking sick 21 years later it's old enough to drink and it's so fucking cool <laughs> and the kids are like he's looking and she's like oh they're looking for me and all the kids are going no oh, no and they're like looking at her and shit <laughs> it's fucking great and uh basically she thinks that the way that she can save the children is by opening up this special room. Yeah. And she fucking sprints off, and there's this, like, crazy chase going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear these big, pounding footsteps above her. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it, it's good. It's scary. Yeah. Where the fucking foot, what footfalls would hear, you see bricks on the ceiling fucking, like, coming down and fucking dust falling. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking great. And she, uh... Oh God, what is it? She's like running around. Uh, she like goes to the mirrors and she looks in the mirror and she sees someone else. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> she is seeing who she believes is probably the first wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know, who knows? Who knows the first or second wife? I got confused by that narrative. I yeah. didn't think it was particularly clear. I think the first wife is her grandmother. Her is her great great grandmother um, mm-hmm. because she <clears throat> left, and well, then the, the, the second sec- wife hung herself. I don't know, the second, the first wife couldn't conceive. Yeah. And she and herself, I don't know what happened mm. to the second wife, but the second wife is the one that got pregnant mm. with her great-grandmother. The ghost that is not Nell looks at her in the mirror, turns sideways, and, like, gets, gets, pre- pregnant. gets pregnant. Like, it just, like, a whoop. 
so, and also says, welcome home, Eleanor. Who's, Eleanor's fucking just 10 out of 10 nuts looking at this point. If you were not experiencing any of these phenomena, you would think that she was losing her fucking mind. Yeah. So, they're, uh, they're looking around for her. uh, Mm -hmm. Because Theo pops in and sees that she's gone. Yeah. And they find her in the greenhouse. Like. Exactly where she saw the hanging person before. Yeah, like. Like, she's on the wrong side of the rail on the catwalk. And Dr. Merrill's like, ah, fuck this, I'm going up for her. Uh, And he's, like, going up the... the Double spiral Double spiral staircase. And it's like, you're seeing it immediately, like, fray. All these wires are fucking fraying. The screws are coming undone. And it's snapping and it's collapsing underneath him. Mm -hmm. Into this just pile of fucking jagged metal. It looks so fucking... It's scary. It's yeah. a fucking good scene. And, like, he keeps having to jump from one section right as it fucking collapses to the next. And it's a little fucking extra how much is going on on the oh, stairs. Yeah. Screws are fucking popping out. Wires are fraying. Things are snapping. It's like, man, you could have just had one of these and it would have been fucking <laughs> scary. But the whole fuck, it's, it's very extra. It's very fucking extra. Yeah, and it's the one thing that gets Eleanor to come off the ledge. Because yeah. she was going to... Jump. Yeah, it looked like she was ready to kill herself to be with these kids. It was, mm-hmm. it's it's fucking wilding. Uh, so, yeah, she is. Oh, and, and the phone falls and breaks at this point. So yes. that was great. Um, so yeah, everyone's still mad at Doctor Mara, and they're like, okay, we're taking shifts to watch her, and she's like gibbering. Yeah, she's like in bed, fucking gibbering, flailing around. Uh, it's it's fucking great. So. Owen Wilson volunteers for the first shift. For the first shift. He does a really bad job. Yeah, he does not a good job. He's a clown. So this is where the greenhouse statue pays off. In my favorite scene in the movie, Dr. Marrow is uh, alone in the greenhouse. He's on his recorder talking about how really mass hysteria has set in. Everybody's Mm -hmm. hallucinating. He never expected the study to go like this. He doesn't know what's going on. And the statue fucking grabs him, dunks his head into the water, and starts vomiting blood. Mm -hmm. And it is awesome it it's is very good so fucking sick i don't want to overkill with the rose red pe- uh, <laughs> parallel here but there is a part in rose red where one of the statues in the greenhouse pulls off its own face to look behind it and its eyes open and move and it's also very creepy yeah just ah oh, it's so good he goes back in and theo's like what happened to you and he's like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> um so this is great all the big payoffs happen now Yes. This, the from here to the end of the movie, everything kicks ass so hard. <laughs> um, so, the when we first saw Nell's bedroom, there's weird wooden spikes in the ceiling. Who knows why they're there? They seem dumb, but mm-hmm. they fucking like the ceiling starts coming alive. It's yeah, slowly, slowly starting to come down at her, and it's so good. I feel like it built suspense so well by not just being an immediate. The Venom. slow movements, because it's sort of like has a circular design directly over her. Mm, it's a dome. And as it starts to spin, you hear these tiny like cracks in the wood as mm-hmm. it like as these like wooden decorative lattices are breaking. And it's uh, it is very suspenseful. I think like if I were in the situation, I'd be pretty spooked. Yeah. Um. And it's going slowly and slowly and the center of it is like gotten rid of all the decorations it's just this like blue purple thing which his face is beginning to appear in and suddenly the wood spikes 
like stab right next to her into fucking like her clothes and the stealing starts screaming at her and Owen Wilson's like oh shit I had a job to do and he looks in <laughs> and starts running in the door fucking closes on him yeah and is this when all the hands come yeah, out of the yeah it fucking mouth? roars and like a bunch of hands reach out it's like oh this is where the 3D movie effects would have come in if yes. they had him oh it's so fucking good oh yeah and it looks like Nell is just fucked yeah it looks so bad the, the the children's heads have started moving on her bed mm. and fireplace and I'm like no they're literally screaming and it's they're so like sad. looking around they're, it's good effects oh, on, yeah. on the on the kid heads moving so everybody's trying to get into the fucking room uh I don't remember how they do it they just open the door I think they just beat it open they eventually open the door and they look at this and they're like oh <laughs> Uh, they fucking Owen Wilson grabs a fucking candlestick and starts busting the wooden spikes off. Not for it looks like he's about to. It looks like the follow through is gonna be problematic though. It's like he's gonna fucking bean her in the fucking head. Right. With them. <laughs> uh, the the thing roars behind them. They don't look particularly scared because they can't see it because it's CG. <laughs> and they snatch her and they run away. Yes. Uh, and as they're running, they get outside. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, get all the fucking way outside. It's great. And they're like, ah, oh, the damn chains. And almost starts bashing it with a fucking shovel as if that's going to do it. It worked with the brass candlestick in the bedroom. Why wouldn't it work on this wrought iron gate? I thought you were going to say it worked on his face. Oh, so. no. <laughs> Maybe that's the shovel that hit all the men that's moving in the face. Um, but he decides he's going to go use Nell's car. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to ram the gate. But he's not going to use his car when he drove. He's using Nell's like a piece of shit. It's the car that she loved. Like, Which is so funny, the Carver remembered that detail from uh, the beginning of the movie. It's something else. So it works like fucking dog shit. Like, <laughs> even if it wasn't, like, ghost reinforced, it's a big fucking gate that's chained shut on these huge stone gatehouses. The gatehouses could be actual houses. That's how fucking big <laughs> they are. Uh, and a crest in the gate falls, and it's circular with spikes on it, and stabs into the top of the car... With the spikes also blocking doors from being opened, which I thought was really fucking cool. When I, I was thought 10 that was going to be and when I was thirty, <laughs> I thought that was going to be it for him. Right? I thought I, I like imagined one of those spikes going through his head and was like, "You um, done?" Yeah, no, not it's PG thirteen. It's not quite that. Uh, uh, but he gets trapped in the car's leaking and it's like, "Oh, the car's going to explode." So Theo and uh, and Doctor Mero are trying to get his ass out of the car. And Nell hears the, the baby's calling her and she goes back in the house because mm-hmm. oh, fucking of course she does. No one's yeah. watching Nell. These people are all sudden fucking. <laughs> so they get they get Owen Wilson out of the house by breaking the back window. He climbs out. Too bad. He survives for another couple of minutes. <laughs> um and they go back into the house and there's a room that Nell tried to get into before and a big spooky CGI hand came at her. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't have enough stars. <laughs> um, and they go into the room and they're going through this like disused playroom it looks like mm-hmm. and what's at the end of the room it is Nell's mother's bedroom to a fucking T mm-hmm. and Nell's right where she belongs she's yeah. so happy to be here a it's place for everything spooky. and everything has it's place yeah this fucking cross stitch that was above her mother's bed it's like so Theo and Dr. Merrill are trying to compassionately to get her to fucking leave with them and almost is like we don't have time just grab her <laughs> um and yeah it's she's she's like oh I get it now uh the second wife is my great great grandmother 
Yeah. I'm related to everybody here. These children, they're my family. It all comes down to family. I have to stay here. Uh, and they're just, no one's really happy about that. So um, they, they, they get her to follow her out of the room. And she's like, oh, no, you have to leave here. He's not going to let you leave. Mm-hmm. It's not a... safe for you. Yeah. Uh, and they try and run out the uh, the front door, which fucking closes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this, is, this is a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, so they start trying to bash open the windows, which they do really stupid windows with big metal crates on them. They wouldn't be able to get through comfortably anyways. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Marrow tries to grab one of the uh, bars in the window he's just knocked glass out of and just stabs the heck out of himself. Which, once again, doesn't have any payoff or anything. That's like his phone and his big hand stab. I guess Liam Neeson just needed to have, like, a risky moment. I don't fucking know. It, it was another kind of goofy, pointless thing. But it gets, uh... Oh, yeah, and they, the chairs are trying to bash the windows open with get sucked into the windows, which is kind of funny. Uh, and Owen Wilson hops onto a fucking dresser and just starts beating the shit out of this portrait of, uh, <laughs> of Crane. And Eleanor's like, uh, don't? <laughs> and he's like, oh, whatever. And he hops down and he gets fucking sucked. He fucking falls over and gets dragged into the fire pit and flips over into it. And when he stands up, uh, Nell shouts, no! And the fucking, uh, the fucking lion cannonball opens its mouth coming towards him and takes his head clean the fuck off. And spits it out at them. And it, and then the fucking ash doors open and bones explode out of it. <laughs> <coughs> and then they're running up the fucking the the fucking staircase and a griffin comes to life and fucking now starts beating the shit out of it with a table leg. This sequence kicks so much <laughs> fucking ass. Holy shit. Just three amazing tight metal things right in a fucking row. <laughs> and it's like She's, like, explaining to them that he was just playing hide-and-go-seek because that's what he built the house for, which, like, all right, we could change that again. Who gives a fuck? We're just playing Calvin Ball at this point. (laughs) Uh, And the house, like, fucking starts, like, breathing. You, like, look up into the dome, and it's, like, expanding and contracting real slowly. And the kid voices are like, you have to take him to the doors, Eleanor. It's like, all right, good, finally. (laughs) I'd fucking deus is machina. (laughs) Um, So she walks over to the doors... And she starts calling him out, and it we have He's this like a puppy. She just keeps yeah. calling his name, and he gets closer. Well, like she she's calling, and he does this really far back shot from of the grand of the grand staircase, mm-hmm. and the portrait which fell earlier fucking slams up. Colors are on it are just fucking red now, and a fucking huge ghost pops out mm-hmm. of it, which also is fucking sick. <laughs> So yeah, she's just fucking talking shit, and he's getting closer, and she's talking shit, and he's getting closer, and everybody else fucking comes in, and they're like, Eleanor, don't do this dumb thing, and she's like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Y'all fucking gaslighted me this whole movie, you can't fucking take this away from me. <laughs> it's really Eleanor's adventure at this point, and uh, she fucking like, they get thrown away by some ghost wind or some dumb shit. <laughs> And he gets a little bit too close to this, like, hell gate door thing that uh, they brought up earlier. And, like, the demons come out of it and they fucking snatch him and fucking pull him to the door. And they, like, through Eleanor, who gets pulled into the door and, like, gets sort of set down from her little Christ posture. Yeah. And 
he does another pop out of the door. He tries to escape, and the demons are like, no, got you. No, this is our job. <laughs> and all the little kid ghosts in the door go, thank you, Eleanor, and float off to heaven. Uh, and Eleanor, who's on the ground, just dies. Yeah, and then her little spirit goes up as well. Which, like, she has been ready to die for, like, the last half hour of this movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, uh, the fans pretty fucking bummed out about this. Yeah. And Dr. Murray's pretty fucking bummed out. I'm, uh... And, yeah, the house is fucking destroyed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, like, glass and kid bones are everywhere. <laughs> fucking, there's a headless... Oh, there's... I, I guess he's not headless. His head's just somewhere else. There's a head-detached Owen Wilson in the fucking <laughs> fire pit. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe his ass got thrown away with the fucking bones that exploded everywhere. Who's to say? And, uh... They really fucked this house up. It's great. And then... You basically get to see the Dudleys. <laughs> Driving up in their fucking VW bus, which scored them 70 fucking points with me. <laughs> and uh, they see the car <laughs> crash into the gate. They see everything. They go to unlock the door, and Mr. Dudley looks directly at Dr. Marrow and just goes, you figure out what you were trying to figure out? And Mrs. Dudley just goes, city folk. <laughs> They're so hostile, which they have earned at this point, but fuck. Uh, Zoom out credits, bam! I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. I uh, I am glad that we watched that movie today. I think it was like, it was not something that I had to be super invested in. No, uh, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's like it gives you a bunch of characters, and it's like really you only have to care about these ones. Here's a four that actually fucking matter <laughs> worth a damn. And even then, like two of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a blast. The CGI effects are. They, they do it. Yeah. They get the fucking job done in fucking great ways. I will say, like, I know um, I've read this, the book and I've, like, listened to a lot of people talk about the book. A big thing about the novel it's based off of is by the end of the story, you're supposed to leave yourself questioning, is what Nell saw real yeah. or was she actually mentally ill? Yeah. And they make it very fucking clear that what she saw was real. Yeah, yeah, no, there's not really much of a fucking question. This giant ghost fucking flying around. Yeah. The fucking house comes alive and tries to fucking eat her with crazy hand scream mouth. It's like, it's great. Like, it's it's cool to see everybody else watching Nell go crazy and see sort of the sympathies for that. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's cool to see Theo come at it more compassionately and uh, Dr. Mero coming at it more responsibly. Be like... It's cool to see him take responsibility when he For needs what to. He did, Although yeah. he doesn't do a very good job after that, when no. everyone's like, "Hey, you're a fucking monster," and he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm science. not a science. I'm a science man." Facts <laughs> and reason. Very funny to watch him get dunked. That's uh, like the sequence of decapitation, bone explosion, Griffin fight mm -hmm. whips so much ass, <laughs> but it's still not as good as the dunk in the greenhouse. Oh, the dunk in the greenhouse is really good. Honestly, the thing that probably creeped me out the most is the the heads that were like turning and watching Eleanor in her bed. Like, yeah. I did not like that. <laughs> the, kid, the, the, the baby heads, of which there were so many. Uh, creepy kids get to me. Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't like a creepy kid. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah. I also find all kids creepy, so... <laughs> yeah, it's... I I am amazed that this movie held up, period. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of affection for it. I've watched it a few times over the years, and I'm just so glad that I still really liked it. This was... 
This was yeah. so much fun. If you're looking for like a ghost story that, you know, I will say it's not Hill House. No. But it is Rose Red in two hours. So. It, it is Rose Red abbreviated with a lot of the interim bullshit pulled out. Yeah. Uh, so definitely a good time if you're looking for a spooky ghost story to watch this Halloween season. And it's rad to be able to say, hey, I don't really have trigger warnings for this movie. No, not really. It's, uh, I mean, child death. Yeah, child, child death and, um, I guess, uh, like, parent death. But it's like, while it's a piece of the movie, it's never something that's really shown. Yeah. It's, it's just sort of hinted at. Um, shitty families. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Neglectful doctors. I, I guess mm-hmm. there's a bit, but I think you have to get kind of uh, a little bit more nitty gritty with it than like, hey, this movie has sexual assault, or hey, this movie, yeah, has pedophilia vibes, or hey, this movie's transphobic, or they use slurs. Like, there's a lot of a, a lot of trigger warnings that we've had to give for previous movies that we don't have for this one. Yeah. That is nice. Absolutely. Um, and, like, I didn't realize it was PG-13 until you told me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is yep. PG-13. Yeah. Uh, and for a PG-13 movie, like, that's a very hard thing to do. And I would definitely put that on the, the pro side of that. Yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so do we want to do our recommendation? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I It's been a while since I've seen this other movie, and I'm less confident that it will hold up than Hill House, or uh, The Haunting, or God, whatever the fuck the title is. Uh, but I would like to recommend Ghost Ship. Uh, I think it has kind of a lot of fun going for it. Uh, if you like decapitations, you're gonna get a whole bunch real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it it gets to the it gets to the supernatural pretty quickly, and uh, it's it's a fun time. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a pretty fun time, and it's I don't know. Inescapable is always a cool genre. <laughs> Being on a ship is pretty inescapable. <laughs> Uh, I really liked Ghost Ship. The opening scene of it is iconic, obviously. Yeah, like, that, that's most of what I remember from the movie is the opening scene. I feel like that's 90% of the reason I'm recommending it. Yes. Uh, just for that opening scene. But I, I feel like the rest of the movie also has content. I just can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. And my recommendation will be a surprise to no one who's listened to this much of the episode. <laughs> I'm going to recommend that you watch Stephen King's Rose Red. It's this movie. It's five hours long. But two and a half times longer. But there's uh, the main actress from Halloween Town in it. Sissy is uh, in Beautiful Creatures. And I'm in love with that actress, so support her. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's... All of the best parts of this movie, but this longer. Yeah. With some Stephen Kingisms. Hooray! So it's pretty fun. I highly recommend it. I think you can only get it on VHS. Um, it's a Stephen King. There's no way on God's green earth that someone hasn't uploaded it to something. I couldn't find a DVD. I'm checking this now. I. I <laughs> um, People. Worship the ground that man walks on. People do not love Rose Red. Yeah, but like, it's still Stephen King. People lose their minds over it. Oop, it doesn't have an immediate word to watch. That's usually not a good sign. <laughs> That's how it worked for Chainsaw Sally. <laughs> Maybe? Who knows? Alright. It is worth watching. It's really long. Uh, set aside a day for it, but it, it's a fun experience. It's also something that you can do in like two 
settings. Or um, three. I think it's three episodes because it was like a mini series. Yeah, I guess it was probably three episodes. I usually watch the first three hours. You also had it in two VHS, though. Yeah, yeah I watched the first VHS, then I watched the second VHS. Yeah. And I, I showed it to a friend who liked the second half so much because that's when you get down to the, like... That's when the, things happen? The nitty-gritty. And uh, we had seen it so many times that sh- we would just skip the first copy <laughs> and just watch the second VHS I together. Get that. I, this movie was great because immediately it whipped a psychic in the eye. Yes. She didn't lose the eye. It's BG-13. It's fine. We don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. thanks... Thanks for yeah, thanks listening. For listening. Yeah. Uh, next week, I yeah. am proposing um, Here Comes the Devil. Yeah, God, because we have to fucking propose now, don't we? Yeah. Like, right. oh, uh, this is a Spanish film, so we will be reading it. Uh, be ready for that. Uh, but it's really good. It is a movie that genuinely scared me, and we will be recording it uh, right before Halloween. Ooh. You will be listening to it a week after. But it'll be very spooky. Yes. For us. For us. Less spooky for you, but hey. It'll be your extra dose of spookiness yeah. right after the holiday. It'll be the it'll be that second hit you need to take. <laughs> just to just keep the buzz going for a little while longer. Right. So if you'd like to get at us, yeah, um, we, we have are, ways. Uh Twitter at spooky underscore carver. And then our email address is carver and j dot spooky and gay at gmail.com mm-hmm. yeah send us emails have we checked the email recently uh, I checked it the other day uh, we did actually have, oh, we have one an, we have an email we have an email oh, I shit. think you're going to be excited about it alright um, we're a real podcast now now you have to listen to us read our emails yes and enhance uh, your dong uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello Big fan of the show. Not a big fan of your Christmas shade. However, I have some requests. Could you do It Follows on an episode? I also think you and Jay would have good stuff to say about The Invisible Man 2020. Thank you. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. That is friend of the podcast. Yeah. And More than friend. Yeah. Part, partner of the Jay. <laughs> and uh, our biggest podcast fan at the moment. Yeah. I'm um, well... Tied if anybody else has listened to all of our episodes. Um, yeah, it's been a long, long time since I watched It Follows. I've heard a lot of good and bad things about it since then. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my opinions on it, so yeah. I'd certainly be willing. Uh, and I did not see 2020 Invisible Man, but I was very interested. I would love for you to watch that one. Yeah. Personally, I really liked it. I, I saw that with your girlfriend, Ooh, Sam. Wow. Uh, and it was really good. It's the last movie I saw in theaters. So I think I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. It was the last movie I saw in theaters. Like, don't regret it. I loved it. I'm very glad that I saw that because it would have been Fantasy Island would have been the last oh, movie that no. I saw in theaters. It was very mediocre. <laughs> but we're doing all right with that. Bloom House. Uh, Bloom House. <laughs> Thank you for your email, Sam. Yeah. Uh, send us another one if you want. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm up for it. We'll read them. Yeah. All righty. Well, other than that, do you have anything else for us, Jay? Uh, I think that's it for us. Have a very spooky October, Mom. Yeah. Happy Halloween to everybody, and we'll hear from you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.